but Social Security, is, it, it's, a, it's a beast of a government program, and it has a huge impact on almost everyone's lives. So there's a lot of misconceptions about it. There's a lot of unknowns. People get afraid of it. They don't want to make the wrong decision with it. So what I thought I'd do today is to get a good basic understanding of it, I thought we'd actually talk a little about the history of Social Security. Are you ready for all things Social Security? Well, I hope so. On this episode of Retirement Equals Freedom, we take a 360-degree look at this federal program that touches the lives of just about every retired American. And I promise it's going to be exciting. This jam-packed show focuses on the system's history, from how it got started to how the parameters have evolved. You'll learn why more people than ever are relying more heavily on their Social Security checks over longer periods of time. You'll hear Josh's thoughts on how the social security system may be reformed but never replaced as he emphasizes the importance of strategizing when to tap into your benefits and how to supplement your income. Oh yeah, we also discuss the national need for an ELF reboot. This is the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. Your host, Josh Brennell, is the owner of FSR Wealth Strategies. And for the last two decades, he's been helping fine folks like you thrive in their retirement. And me, well, I'm Dave, Josh's longtime friend, co-host of this podcast, and fan of the new Starbucks sugar cookie latte. So now, let me, let you, let me end this introduction so you can get the lowdown on Social Security. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change. Joshua Edward, good morning to you. You are still one of the favorite people in my house. In your house, in your office, in your life in general. It's kind of sick. Oh. <laughs> you know, by the way, I'm, I'm going to foreshadow a few things. Ooh, um, I, ooh, by the way, that was one of the big words I used on last week's podcast. Foreshadow? You were like, remember, you're like, hey, what's this big word we use all the time in high school? I'm like, therefore, hence, foreshadowing. And you got all excited. You're like, plethora. <laughs> but foreshadowing was a was one of them. Good. Um was last week's podcast the one where you didn't know the way to use whatever word you didn't know how to use? Extrapolate. E- extrapolate. That's yep. true. <laughs> um, I get to, I got to pick the get to know Josh and Dave question today, and uh, that will come back, I think, to to what you uh, to what we said here. So, but, no, I never thought that at this point in my life I'd be spending as much time and you'd be as integral into my life as you've become. <laughs> Which is fun and scary all at the same time. All at the same time. Um, so really quick, what's cool in my life is my dad's in town. Picked him up from Colorado on Monday. Fun. He is... He comes in a few times a year. Yeah, two or three times a year. He is the retirement equals freedom biggest fan, more so than Al. More so than Al, I believe. Oh, Al's going to be really upset when, you know, if your dad gets his own... Uh, where, where, where is it? Where's my... Uh, Top left. 
Hashtag tax nerd. If your dad gets his own sound drop, yeah, he's gonna be really upset. All right, well, I'll see what I can happen. <laughs> so he legitimately, we went to breakfast yesterday, and he started telling me about that he has all these different notes that he takes on every episode, and he has funny stories to add on top of our funny stories, and questions about topics you bring up, and so on and so forth, uh, to the point where he now works um, part time at IKEA um, to keep himself busy. And he freaking loves it to begin with, but he uses some of the customer feedback cards. He'll take one, take a stack of them, flip them over and start writing notes that he just thinks of from previous episodes of our (laughs) podcast. I am so impressed, but he got a kick out of it because yesterday, this would have been October 24th or 5th. I was recording the introduction for episode 24th and I'm like, dad, come on in here. Come see how the sausage is made, so to speak. And he loved it. He got to watch me record the introduction. He didn't understand that shuffling his big old slippers on my hardwood floor would get picked up in a microphone. So I had to re-record it like three times. Well, I still don't think you understand things get yeah. picked up in the microphone. Like every little noise you make, it's like, oh, yeah. I didn't listen to that. Hey, um, studio version two is going to be oh, that's much exciting. better. So it's really cool. And we are going to have him on the podcast. I think we're going to record a special episode with all of his notes and feedback. And he's got great stories about us. So yesterday you sent me a text that I did not reply to. I am famous for not replying to text mm-hmm. messages. And I looked at it in the middle of a meeting. I had a text come through. And you know how you can like the picture preview pops up? And it was just a picture of all of these note cards <laughs> spread out on a couch. And I was like... I don't know what the heck this yeah. is. I don't know. like So I just kind of let it go. And then when I read it later, it was really very funny. <laughs> I know. He's so excited. He was a little offended that we keep talking about interviewing my mom instead of him first. So there's a battle. There's a battle going on. <laughs> <laughs> we can interview both of them, but I feel like you're... you're your dad will try and add a lot of humor, and the humor will come from us making fun of your father. Yes. Um, your mother is just <laughs> is humor in herself. She yeah. comes with an energy level that is <laughs> unbelievable. That is so true. Hey, how is your um, remodel going? We are three weeks in, four weeks in. So... We've been waiting forever. Like we actually, my wife and I were to- talking. My wife's birthday was last week, and it was on her birthday last year that we signed the contract with like the architect designer person. And we're like, "Yep, yeah, we're gonna start building in March." Like we're looking forward to it. We went and bought appliances in December, and we thought, "Hey, we're good to go." Well, demo didn't start to the end of September, mm. and that first day of demo, I remember coming home from work being like. Oh my God, what did we do? Yeah. But we're living in our living room, um, which is also, I'll see if I can post a picture or a little video of this onto our retirement equals freedom Facebook page. But um, it's our kitchen, our living room, our dining room, our craft room, our homework room. It has turned into every single thing except for our sleeping in our bedrooms. Well, do you have a porta potty in your living room? No, but there's one in our driveway. So if you need, and I feel bad, we have a shared driveway with our neighbors. Our neighbors are the nicest people in the world, and they have put the porta potty like right outside their back door. So I feel bad for them, um, but uh, oh, no, all man. bathrooms and bedrooms are still in use upstairs. Okay, so but, good. Uh, it's a mess. Wait, does Alex still have easy access to his? History of Taxes books? Oh, those are in his bedroom, yeah. History of Taxes. I mean, this might become one of Alex's favorite episodes. We are going to do one on Social Security today. Oh, man. 
and we're going to talk a little bit about the history of Social Security, which is really riveting stuff. But I think you know maybe Al will get into Social Security. Mm-hmm. He wanted he was trying to tell my wife all these things about Roth IRAs, <laughs> and you know how your father is the biggest podcast fan we have. Yeah, our wives are the our lowest podcast fan. There's people who don't know about us, and they obviously aren't fans. But then yeah. there's our wives who know we do this and still won't listen. Did I tell you the quote that came from Carla's mouth the other day? No. So it, it might have been the other night when my dad was telling us, tell me about his favorite moments from the show. And Carla was kind of giving like a half laugh, like kind of like in the background, she heard us and she was like, <laughs> my Carla, tell us about your favorite moment on the podcast. <laughs> and she's like, I am the least supportive wife Ever when it comes to your show, I've never listened to any of it. I'm more interested in TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Dave, we need a TikTok account. I, oh, yeah. And then retirement we'll, equals freedom. We should do it. I mean, I'm all for it. And then we should like play the algorithm so that Carla and Missy, that's all they see is our little oh, snippets. Yeah. Um, we'll have to have some sort of celebrity hashtag then. Mm-hmm. But at least your wife hears you edit these. Yeah. I don't think Missy has ever heard any of this. Oh, man. It's too so, bad. Dave, today we talked about Social Security a little bit. And this is going to be a multi-episode topic because it is so important. And Social Security is one of those things that everybody has to deal with. I mean, I don't really care who you are. I should say everybody. We'll talk a little bit about that. But almost everybody has to deal with Social Security and wants to deal with it and it becomes an integral part into everyone's retirement. Okay. So there's a lot of misconceptions about it. There's a lot of unknowns. People get afraid of it. They don't know. They don't want to make the wrong decision with it. Um, there's fears that go along with it. So what I thought I'd do today is is to get a good basic understanding of it. I thought we'd actually talk a little about the history of Social Security. Doesn't that sound riveting? Only a true hashtag tax nerd would know the history of Social Security. Hashtag tax nerd. I used to give a lot of Social Security workshops. In fact, I'm. we stopped giving them a little bit. I don't know why we stopped. I think I'll blame COVID. Yeah, I think, yeah. We can blame everything on COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually was thinking I'm going to start recording a, a Social Security webinar just because it can be evergreen that people can see whenever they want to that's out there. But, you know, you did so well in U.S. history that mm-hmm. I actually had to take some of your test for you, I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. but was part of the New Deal. Do you remember the New Deal, Dave? This was back out of the Great Depression. Yeah, it, it rings a bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this came from President Roosevelt. He was the one that concocted the idea of a social insurance program, and they named it Social Security. And the thought was every worker would pay into this program, and then when people retired, it would pay out for the rest of their lives. And it was a way to take care of retirees as people got older. Mm-hmm. And that was the design. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the design because this was back in the early 30s. And a few things had to happen. One is they had to pick an age at which you'd start Social Security. So it was signed into law in 35. The first person who collected Social Security was in 1940. Okay. Anything anything big happening around the 40s? Uh, yeah, we seem to have. Yeah. We just went out of Great Depression. Oh, then sure. we went into World War II. Oh, World I mean, War II. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot yeah. of things that occurred back then. And, and Social Security might be the single biggest tax change we've ever had. I mean, it's a very social program. I mean, it's it's for the greater good that everyone pays into. 
and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say good or bad on that. That's every every listener we have. Some are gonna love it. Some are gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. But back then, the design they had to pick an age that people could collect Social Security. And do you know what age they picked back then? Well, uh, maybe you do because you actually listen to me sometimes. I'm well, shocked by that. But. Yeah, sixty five. Sixty five. Yeah, that was the age. Wasn't it started by some German dude? Well, that's what I was going to get to. Do you know how they picked age 65? I think I do. Do you actually want me to answer? Yeah, let's see what you got. I believe, if I remember correctly. Some German dude. <laughs> well, I believe the idea back then by this German dude was because... Chancellor Bismarck is the German dude. Chancellor Bismarcky. No, no, that's the American <laughs> rapper. Um, oh, baby, you got what I need. Isn't that Bismarcky? Um but you say he's just a friend. Anyways. The I, one thing I know less than movies is rap artists. Yeah, rap. Yeah, so. sure. Um, but I believe it was because weren't there were not enough jobs for younger people, right? Right. So he started incentivizing older individuals to stop working. And he chose 65 because most people will be dead by then. Yeah. And it, it said... That was kind of an arbitrary line in the sand he drew, and that was the 1800s. Mm. And it had to do with the railroad. The rail, there's young people couldn't get jobs in the railroad, so he just said, "If you're over 65, Mr. Bismarcky mm-hmm. retired them and <laughs> said the government will take care of you from that point forward." And Roosevelt said, "Worked for Bismarck, it'll work for us." He picked 65. Okay. Now, here's the funny thing. The funny thing was. Do you know what the life expectancy of an American male was in the 1940s? I do believe was it. I think it was like 63 or 67. It was only a 62. Few years. Oh, man. It was 62. So the average American didn't live long enough at that point to even collect Social Security. And if they happened to live to 65, do you know on average how long they'd live? Two years? Three Two years? Two years. Two years. They lived to 67. Mm. So <laughs> yeah. what that meant was there was a lot of people working and not a lot of people collecting. In fact, Aaron, as she was preparing our show notes, found this really cool graph on the Social Security website or chart where it breaks down how many people were working versus how many beneficiaries, how many thousands of people were collecting. Well, um, really quick, we can post this in the show notes and yeah. on the Facebook page, too. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Okay. Um, so in 1945, 1945 so we're, mm-hmm. we're really early into Social Security, there were 46 million, almost 47 million people working for Social Security. So okay. workers paying into Social Security. And, and how they pay in, that's that FICA tax mm-hmm. on your paycheck. And there were 1.1 million people collecting. So 46 wow. people paying, 46 million people paying in, 1.1 people collecting. So you had, that comes to about a 42 to 1 ratio. Whoa. So for every one person collecting, there was 42 people paying in. Wow, how about that? No, that I mean that sounds good. Like that should work. Yeah, like, that's a that's a Ponzi scheme that works. <laughs> um, to take it one step further, the average American didn't live long enough to collect, and if they did live long enough, they collected for two years and dropped over dead. Oh man! Like right. Social Security, that's built upon a that's structurally sound. Mm-hmm. You know, if that continued, we shouldn't be talking about Social Security being bankrupt today. But things changed. People lived longer. Medicine got better. The life expectancy increased. Today, the average life expectancy of an American male comes in at like 78. But that includes infant mortality and all the bad things that can happen to you early in life. Yeah. If you get to be about Social Security age, you, on average, are going to live to about 83 years old. And you and I, 
we take care of ourselves and oh, eat the best food. Physical specimens. I'm thinking like 150, 120 for you and I. Oh yeah, yeah. easy, cool, easy. All right, um, and I'm gonna have a lot of fun in that time period too. Oh I mean, yeah, we'll be fit. We'll be playing basketball at 100. Oh, be yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I have to start playing basketball in my 40s first. Um, but that ratio kept decreasing because people got older and older and older. You had a, a smaller ratio. In fact, it went from 42 to 1 all the way down into 1970. It went to 3 to 1. It was 3.7 to 1. Wow, that's only like 25 years later. It wasn't it a, dropped it, drastically. It dropped drastically at that point in time. So we had a lot more people collecting for people paying into the system, mm-hmm. in fact. But it stayed in that 3 range all the way through until they actually stopped. The government stops posting these numbers in 2013 because it dropped to 2.8 to 1 to 1. So that was back in 2013. It's it's gotten worse since then as the baby boomers continue to retire mm-hmm. and we're down supposedly under 2 to 1. I haven't found the exact numbers. I did hear that as a rumor, so that's that's not official, but that Ponzi scheme doesn't work quite as well because we have less people paying in for those that are collecting. Mhm. And they're collecting for a heck of a lot longer. You know, it used to be if you collected at 65, you collected for two years on average and you didn't collect anymore. Now you turn it on, you could collect for 20, 30, some people 40 years. And it's a much different system than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So they did make a big change. You know, life expectancy increased by like 13 years. Yeah. And they pushed the Social Security age back by two years. By two years? So two years. It's wow. a big difference. Yeah, big. But it's there. It's it's still there. Now, so people always ask, like, will it be there? Like, do I have to worry about it? And I will tell you, you and I, we're in our early 40s. We should expect Social Security. Our kids who are below 10, I believe they'll get Social Security. It's just a matter of it will look different. I don't think it will be the same as we have now. It'll have to change in some way, shape, or form. Do you have ideas on how it will look? I do. I have predictions. Um, they'll definitely push the age back. I think they'll push the age into the 70s, 70, 75. I don't think you and I should expect to receive it in our in our 60s. Okay. They're also going to change how they pay for it. So the FICA tax is, is interesting. For higher income earners, you stop paying into FICA once you make about about $150,000 for round numbers. And so for people who earn a million dollars, the last $850,000 of your income had no FICA tax on it. They'll change that. They'll make it so you pay FICA all the way up. So that's those two changes will make Social Security solvent again. A quick question. Is an individual who is well off... Can you decline Social Security? I've never had anyone decline Social Security. I always tell people, even if you don't need it or want it, find a good use for it. Be charitable with it. Um, Even if you want to give it back to the government, there is a donation page on the IRS website. No one uses it, but it's there. I have never seen anyone decline it. I don't even know if you can. That's a good question. I don't know who would want to. But right, um, but you could do you could do better uses with it than give it back to the government. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. So Aaron printed up some statistics for us, which were pretty interesting. So in 2022, for the average 65 year old, the Social Security is going to replace about 37 percent of their earnings okay. on average. And the question comes: What part of their income or what part of their expenses does that replace? Yeah. She had it here that the average Social Security benefit in 2022 was $1,614 per month, 
or about about twenty thousand bucks a year. Mm-hmm. So for a married couple, that's about forty thousand dollars a year. And if you spend sixty thousand bucks a year, you you know it's making up two thirds of your of your income. That's a big deal. Yeah. So if it's not there, or if it's not as big as it used to be, you have to find something else to replace that income. And it takes a pretty sizable asset to replace twenty or forty thousand dollars a year of income. So Social Security is is important to a lot of people. But here's why I think it's going to be there: the government has a really hard time taking a benefit away from somebody. And for about 20 to 25% of our population, Social Security makes up over 95% of their income. Oh, wow. What's that percentage again? About 20 to 25%, the last numbers that I saw, of our population who are retired, Social Security makes up over 90% of their income. And so you can't take that level of benefit away from such a large percentage of the population without a massive social issue. Yeah. So the government knows that they have to fix it in some way, shape or form. And so they're going to get there. You will get social security. It may look different. It may be tax different, Mm -hmm. but having a plan for when you take it, there's all sorts of options. And we're going to get into that in the next episode is to when should you take social security? It's probably the biggest question I get is when should I take Social Security? And there's all sorts of variables that go into it. It is not black and white, but it's an important decision because it will impact all the other retirement issues that you have. It's going to impact your other assets. It's going to impact how much you can spend. It's going to impact how much you leave to your kids. It's going to impact all sorts of things. You mentioned that is the most common question that you get asked, but I have a different question I'd like to ask you. Why did you why did you not shave this morning for our podcast? <laughs> I'm looking over at Scruff McGruff over here. I pulled in the parking lot this morning. My mind was like shot this morning. I think I was so excited to see you and record this podcast. I don't blame you. And I pulled in the, the parking lot this morning and I touched my face and I went, I forgot to shave oh, this morning. Man. That so, is incredible. And I was expecting to record videos and everything with you today, but uh, no one wants to see this. I disagree. I think I'm not you. You are scruffy as just part of your look. I'm scruff McGruff. I ever tell you I had an, an, an elderly client when I was right at the bank come in and sit down and she looked at me and she said, I have never met a banker who didn't shave their face. And she was offended that I didn't shave my face. I said, well, I'm Dave. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) You are, you are either I love you or I hate you personality. You think so? Well, and you don't really care one way or the other. No, no, I don't, I don't really care. I think more people love you than hate you. Yeah. I I hope nobody hates me. Jeez. Well, that lady at the bank did not care for you. No, she just didn't look the way I looked. (laughs) I won her over with my charm later. Believe you me. But Social Security, it's a a beast of a government program, and it has a huge impact on almost everyone's lives. Three-legged stool. Do you see this in our notes? Three-legged stool. What's your question about it? I, I'm just... <laughs> how, could you, well, how, does, how does Social Security and a three-legged stool come into play? So the three-legged stool is something that's been around since the early 80s. This started probably even early before that with identifying the different sources of retirement income. I told you before that Social Security is for people has been 30, you know, for the average person, 37% of their income. Yep. But for some people, it's greater. For some people, it's less. You have to, you have to replace the rest of the income. So they call it a three-legged stool. And traditionally, prior, to, I mean, this was not now, but traditionally it was a third Social Security, a third was a corporate pension. Okay. 
And mm. the other third was your own personal savings. Wow. So why the Social Security has become so, so important is because the pensions are pretty much gone. There's not a pension anymore. So that leaves Social Security and your own personal savings as the only two vehicles that are out there. Yeah. So now we have a bicycle as opposed to a stool. Took me a while to get to get that analogy, yeah, but two, I got it. Two, 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 two one, yeah, yeah, yeah two yeah, versus yeah. three. Mm-hmm. The three-legged stool is kind of like they've had one leg kicked out from underneath it. It makes those other two legs really, really important. What do they call those apparatuses that you know clowns and people at the circus drive? It's one wheel, and they like wheel a around. unicycle. Yeah, so you're my unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need social security or pension or income. I got Josh. I don't need more people. No, <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, Josh, you have been talking for a while. Can can we dance? Yeah, let's do it. Let's dance. Yeah. What? What? Okay. Hey, Hey, Mr. Josh, let's take a break. You've been talking for so long, and my ears are sore. Let's not make them snore. Listening shouldn't be a chore. So let's get to know Josh and Dave and watch a rating soar. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you are so much fun to watch. I added a little bit of extra beatbox in there. Uh, I got to pick our question today, and we foreshadowed it a little bit mm. earlier. Mm. And you know, usually when I pick the question, I also think of the answer. Yeah. So I didn't think of this answer for this one yet, but I thought this would be a fun question to ask you. Okay. Now, sometimes you have these really high expectations of my answers. Yeah, I do. I feel like you I let me down fail a lot. You a yeah, lo- you do. A lot? I mean, uh, every time I think, boy, Dave's got to have a great answer for this, and I know what it's going to be, I'm yeah. so wrong. Look, I love going for the yucks, but sometimes I just don't have it. So let's see what this is. Well, this is not really... Well, let's just see. Okay. What did your 15-year-old self imagine you'd be doing right now? So that would have been like freshman year, sophomore year, Yeah, freshman, high sophomore year. We, we would just, you, we probably even weren't friends at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, no, so that's when I really started getting into cooking. So at that point, I had already started planning out like my first restaurant, and I was already starting like cooking classes at York. So I thought for sure I'd be a restaurant tour. Ooh, owning a restaurant, cooking in a restaurant, all that owning. stuff. Owning, yeah. I did like cooking, but I liked the idea of, uh, again, using like creative side of me of just starting restaurants. And now again, 15, you don't realize all the different aspects of owning restaurants, but I wanted to be in that industry for sure. And now I cook more than you do. You cook a lot more than my, yeah, I just don't like to cook anymore. It's (laughs) bad. So yeah, Joshua Brettel at age 15. How about you? Age 15 was probably when I started wanting to do something in the financial world. Um, I started... Yes. That's yes. when I, 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 I always took after my father, and I liked a lot of what he did and how he did it. And yeah. I liked that he was always home for dinner, coached all the baseball teams, all that fun stuff. Before then, I actually wanted to follow in your footsteps. I always said that in the summer, I was going to be a baseball umpire. Oh. And in the winter, I was going to be a chef. Oh, cool. I mean, I had two jobs in my mind growing up. I mean, kids, most kids want to be firefighters or doctors or whatever. Nope. Yep. I wanted to be an umpire and a cook. That's so. cool. My brother-in-law, Bill, his brother, Chris Schultz, uh, lives in Vegas. He, I don't know if you remember this, but he made it really far in umpiring, like to AAA. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And it is a really hard career oh, yeah. to break into. It's very it's competitive. Ex- statistically, it's harder to get to the major leagues as an umpire than as a baseball player. Wow. So Wow. So, yeah. yeah, and here we are now. We sit and do a podcast about finances and food. 
and food. I'm actually thinking, like, what are we getting today? I'm getting hungry yeah, too. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Cool. I think it's going to wrap up the show today, except for Dave relates to retirees. That's my favorite yeah. part of the show. Is it your favorite, or is it the part that worries you the most? My therapist has helped me, you know, deal with anxiety and how to how to handle it. So mm-hmm. it's where I have to start doing my breathing and and things yeah. like that. But I'm I'm used to it. Now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to relate to our dear retirees and soon-to-be retirees. We're talking about the history of Social Security. And I do think it's important for everybody to know the history. I've learned quite a bit myself today. I compare it to the history of Josh Bredel and Dave Schmidt, the history of us. Oh, we have a history. There are Oh, and there are so many direct parallels to our <laughs> friendship and Social Security. What once started off as just... A great idea, a great thing. It's now become a little bit scarier. And it's scarier for you and I because you you expect me to do things for my food now and for my free stuff. Like, I don't know, do podcasts and like help you with stuff. And I find it kind of kind of crazy. Um also started off great our relationship, but got a little a little testy there when you had the audacity to go off to college and leave me behind at art school. All by myself. Oh, by myself. It's like when humans had the audacity to start living longer, right? And screwing up the whole social security ratio. You had the audacity <laughs> of going to the University of Illinois to get smart. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, however, you did redeem yourself by going to my college graduation, in which my wife did not attend. Nope, but me and Matthew did. You and Matthew did. And just like Social Security is going to eventually redeem itself, it's going to find a way to better integrate with how we live as Americans. We can hope. We, we can hope, yep. Before this episode, I was worried about Social Security slash our friendship ending, but now I'm not, because you have put me at peace knowing <laughs> david as long as you're above ground i will buy you whatever you want <laughs> first off i never said that oh okay but second yeah. um let's talk a little bit more about the relationship there because you sometimes you have stretches this one i think i got a little bit insert full house music i love the music yeah it's good i think when you and i first became friends mm. we didn't ever think it would become um, this level of important Mm. in our lives. I now see you as much as I see almost anybody else in my life besides my wife and kids. And you have become difficult to replace. That's right to hear. Um, And also a pain in the butt to deal with. Yeah. So you're just like Social (laughs) Security. Perfect. And I actually think that I have learned... And we have learned how to work very well together. Mm. And if it's going to be such an important part of our life, that uh, we better make sure that we, we understand how, how it goes together and yeah. how, how we can seamlessly live symbiotically so that we can better the rest of both of our lives. I mean, that is exactly how I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, dear listener, he's even not shaving like, I don't shave. <laughs> what does that tell you about my influence on him? <laughs> I don't remember ever not shaving. Like, I can't remember mm. I've ever pulled in the office and went, 
oh, I forgot to shave. I mean, I've laid in bed at night and been like, oh, I forgot to take my contacts out, but I've never forgotten to shave. And like when I work here on Mondays, I pull in the drive into your parking lot and be like, crap, I shaved last night. Like it's just the opposite thing. Yeah. Look, I have a very, a very certain image I need to maintain when I walk into your office. I need to be the one that brings levity, that brings a certain level of cavalierness to everything. Because let's be honest, you guys deal with really, really, really important things for other people. You got to be on your A game all the time. And I see the stress level just go way down when I walk in. Or in, you know, in our words of our friend, Elf. Why must you needlessly complicate everything? That's what I say to your your team. I'm like, hey, let's just take a breath and have some fun. We're going to end on this. And you have a huge point right there. And I was on a training last week. And the number one thing they kept saying over and over again is clients want clarity and simplicity. Mm-hmm. Clarity and simplicity. And I, in the words of Alf, I hope you are helping us bring that. <laughs> there have been several rumors of an Elf reboot. Have I mentioned this? No. Seth Rogen is pushing for it. And if he gets involved, it's going to be awesome. So <laughs> I, I will put money behind a Kickstarter campaign, whatever it takes, <laughs> for an Elf reboot. Because who wouldn't love a little alien life form invading our television sets uh, makes everyone happy does i know you know what else makes me happy saying no oh. not having to shop it bye bye baby <laughs> <laughs> so deb this is for you bye, bye. i totally stole that from smartness uh-huh. that's how they I do actually it. got it now yeah I, you got it i got that now. all right good so. stuff hashtag tax nerd <laughs>